past the creaky metal gates. Through the fog-enveloped graveyard, you find yourself on the rickety old porch of a long-forgotten home. Beyond the threshold sits a man obsessed, a tortured soul, cursed to discover all about the Southern California haunt community and beyond. You have now entered the domain of the Creepcast with Rick Creeper. <laughs> Let's just, I guess we're going to get started now, man. Yeah, let's do it. Cool, cool. This is going to be episode six. Um, here with a good friend of mine. He goes by the name of Bill Galvin. He is the creative designer and builder of the Whole House Haunt and the drummer from the band Pressure Pressure Cracks. Excuse me. What's going on, buddy? Hi. How are you? Why? It's it's Friday night, 1030 at night, and we're both drinking coffee. Because I'm tired as hell. <laughs> you figure it's Friday night because I've been up since 630. Oh, yeah. Me too. You figure we'd be having like a cocktail or a beer or something. I made two what, two pots of coffee. Yeah, I, think <laughs> I, I drank one and a half. One and a half one. You know you're getting older when like you're, you're looking forward to having like this is probably like my third or fourth serving of coffee for the day. Because because I do the morning coffee, yeah. obviously, at night, and it's gotten to a point I, I don't even drink it because to wake me up, just to make me functional. And then around two three o'clock in the afternoon, I drink it again just to continue my day. And so, you know, you're getting older when you have to have coffee like multiple times just to get through the day. It's a, I, I, I'm the same way. <laughs> coffee and cigarettes, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, man. So what's going on? So what's what's new with uh, with you as far as your haunt? And uh, what's the future of your haunt look like? Well, for this coming year, not, not much different. I'm not really going to change anything. Are you? Are you? Uh, so so those are, for those that don't know at home, um, we met last haunt season in... Um, Bill has his own um, his own haunt, home haunt um, here locally in Southern California. Buena Park. Buena Park. You can find him on SoCal Haunt List or on Instagram at Whole House Haunt. And the way we, we became acquainted was my little cousin, who I worked for at the 1870 Haunt Manor, I think I was just hanging out there at the house. And then he's like, hey, there's this home haunt that's open right now here, you know, 15 minutes away. Yeah, not, not far. And I messaged you and you're like, yeah, we're open. We don't have scare actors. Well, because people, that's what people want, man, you know? It's just, you know, you can come by and look. But oh, well, you come it, check it out. Not, and no one's going to pop out at you. I'm you like, I, I expected Knott's Berry Farm. I expected actors, like, in different spots. So I remember I messaged you. You're like, yeah, I come by after after 9 o'clock or whatever. Well, because that's when I'm there. Right. And I like I like greeting as many people as possible. <laughs> Anytime I can talk to someone that actually gives a shit about my right. Halloween obsession, it's cool with me. And um, it, just, it caught me off guard. You First of all, Haunt caught me off guard, and you caught me off guard. You know, so we pull up. This is quiet neighborhood in Buena Park. We can hear knots from there, which is great. And this is quiet. I, I love it. I love that the I, fact that I could hear. sit. I could. I could sit there at like eleven o'clock at night, just tweaking tombstones and lights and stuff, and I can hear screams. Like, you can literally hear the screams oh, yeah. from Scary Farm. Yeah, I hear that yeah. damn train horn every fucking night. Really? Yeah, they fucking blast that thing at like one a.m. So I, 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 I thought it'd be you hear nothing but like you hear the rock. No, you can hear like Ghost Rider. You can hear Montezuma. And you, but you can hear screams. Now, is the screams from like the, the mazes? Yeah. The, the mazes. Yeah, it's right. I'm telling you. So I'm trying. I'm trying to look at the geographic layout of where your house is at in the park. And I'm trying to wonder what maze was it. Well, I, um, well, I don't know. Would it be like Shadowlands because it's like way in the back? That, that one, or, or you know, if like maybe you know, Dark Ride. No, because that one's all indoors. Okay. Um, 
I don't know. It could be streets. It could be a thing. It I could, mean, majority of the screen, like, I guess they're like screams. I'm sure they're like most of them for roller coasters, but I'm wondering if it's on um, boardwalk. It could be that. Okay. Or even, um, no, they don't even have <laughs> screams over there. That's pretty cool. You hear the screams. I love driving through that intersection of knots, like in the Palma and beach. And you see the fog rolling over the oh, intersection. Yeah. <laughs> on like really cold nights, you can, like, it's, it, like if you, because you can kind of see it. If, if you, you know, there's trees on my neighborhood. But if you like go down the street a little bit, you can see just fog like up up in the air. That's. And so I remember cool. one night, like the moon was just giant, right? And like it, it, it was like the fog and everything. It was it was crazy. So the fog from cool. Scary Farm was just like filling the air in your neighborhood. Like, Not in my neighborhood. Well, I mean, just I mean, like in the sky. Like yeah, if it's cold enough, right? Because the fog. You're that close. I know you were yeah, close, yeah, but yeah. I didn't realize you were that close. I, I'm not like, I mean, I've walked there before, but it's uh, it, maybe about a mile away. That's not that far. Not so going back I can, to I Uber, like I Uber there. It's like what five ten yeah, minutes. It, yeah, if that. it's like three bucks to Uber there. Like That's so long. cool. That's so cool. You can hear the scares of scary farm. <laughs> well, I grew up around the area, and right. I, you know, I, I've loved to haunt like since I was a kid. So you grew up in what? You pretty much grew up around Knots and Scary yeah, Farm, yeah. Cypress. What's what's your 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 earliest memories of Scary Farm? I remember like being in sixth. I went my first year was sixth grade, uh-huh. and uh, like just I remember like people would talk about it, right? But I didn't know like it, like what it. I, mean, I knew what it was because I always loved Halloween, but I, I didn't know if it was like for me or something. I remember the first year I went, I didn't go in any mazes. How old were you when you first went? Sixth grade. Son of a bitch, really? So sixth grade, you're 12, 11, 12 years old. Eleven, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I didn't go until I was like fifteen. And really? I, and I almost shit my pants when I went. I was just like, I was fifteen. I was terrified. 15, really? Yeah, I was 15 years old. I went to a lot of home haunts when I was at a kid. 15. You were terrified. I was terrified. Of, <laughs> I was terrified of back then. It was different, dude. It was, okay. We're talking the 90s, you know. Um, I mean, I went to home haunts. Uh, I told a story where this dude chased us as, as Michael Myers. Like, I mean, he, he did the, the slow walk, the slow, you know, what do yeah, you call it? stalking. Kinda, yeah, yeah. And he chased us for blocks and blocks. And I was probably this fat kid, like dressed like a ninja with big coke bottle glasses. We were hiding behind these hedges. You were dressed like a ninja? Yeah. I'm learning a lot about you right now. I, I was I was a chubby kid. It was the nineties, <laughs> dude. And uh we we um, it's not a good look for a fat kid. <laughs> so we hid behind these hedges and he I think he knew we were there. He walked up to the hedges. You can't hide behind a hedge when you're running from Michael. No, no. Man. And um we were there laying down behind these hedges looking up, and I'm looking up and there's the sheep, and I can hear him doing the Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like now when I think about it, I'm older than this dude. But like we turn around, and he's standing on the intersection. Then we turn around, and he's standing. In front, and we're, we're like coming, you know, from how we're going from house to house, trick or treating. And the dude's standing there watching this. I'm like, how cool is that, Michael Myers? It got to a point it got creepy. Yeah, I was gonna say. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. and so it, it probably some high school kid. But um, yeah, I was terrified of scary. So, yeah, and then I remember that year, the, the first year that I went to Scary Farm, it was the Toon Territory was one of the mazes there. Mm-hmm. And it was before Ghost Rider was there, and it was where the entrance to Ghost Rider is now. Mm-hmm. That's where the entrance to that maze was. And we didn't go in any mazes that year, uh, but I remember walk as as we were leaving, walking by, and just like all the monsters standing outside. <laughs> and I was like, "Man, I wish I would have went in." But that year, I, I remember thinking, for whatever reason, I thought I was like, "We got we got to hit, we got to hit um, Kingdom of the Dinosaurs." Mm-hmm. That wow, because because this is me. Like as a kid, I'm thinking, I'm like, "Oh, that's got to be terrifying, right?" Right. Oh, I wonder what they do with that. Turns out they don't do shit in there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There was just the Kingdom of the Dinosaurs. Right. And then I was like, "Oh, we got to hit Bigfoots." Like the walk up. Oh, it's nothing. Insane. Nothing. Yeah, it was it was cool. But I mean, that's the first year I saw the hanging, R.I.P. And the first year, you know, just even walking through the um, 
through the through the, the streets and everything. So so how was it walking through um through Ghost Town as a kid? Like that I mean I was like I said, I was fifteen and um I, I never like it never really scared me. Really? Like you have to like f- for me, a little brief history. I, I had a sister who's ten years older than me. Mm-hmm. So I mean like I I saw horror movies like at, at a very young age. Right. Like I think I was six when I saw The Exorcist. And and which probably explains a lot, explains about, a lot about you <laughs> about who I am now and like so like things like that like like I was never really that scared about I was more fascinated I think than anything same with me I, I you know early exposure to, to you know horror movies and, and then also like bad movies like Revenge of the Nerds and like beat porn as a kid that was horrible but um, <laughs> um I think it was just like the unknown like seeing like you know like a you know the, the fog in ghost town mm-hmm. or like oh yeah you don't know what the hell's behind yeah you don't know what's there or going into a maze i still get anxiety now not as bad but like it's the anticipation of going into the maze and i remember a couple times um and when i was a kid when we went to scary farm i start i start dry heaving and even when i played sports i would dry heave and after after i shake it off I'm like, is this just like an anxiety thing? i think it's just like a, an anticipation or anxiety yeah yeah but um but once you get in it you're probably fine yeah the mazes were different back then because i remember uh, do you remember the soap? The soap? What do they call it? Soapbox soap racers. Yeah. Uh, there was the lower part of the track where that was a walkthrough maze. When I was, in, it was like in the nineties. You know, it was supposed to be like nuclear fallout, and like they used the masks from. Um, Their masks were terrible. Yeah, they, they were. They were. Oh my God. <laughs> I would say like over the last like maybe like maybe even ten years now, like they've significantly right like got like like just better masks and costumes. I think that's one of the things that they've really improved. We're talking 92 and they look like the cheap masks you'd buy from like Spencer's gift shop. Yeah, yeah. It was the masks from American War for London, like the, those Nazi looking monsters. Yeah, the werewolves. They're, um, they're werewolves, but they look they're werewolves, yeah. yeah. And it was like nuclear fallout. And that was I, kind I, of, have, that's one, I have one of those masks. I, have, yeah, the, okay. I guess the warmonger. Yeah, the warm, yeah. yeah. Um, it was those masks. And just um, the actors were okay, like, and I'm sure the theme had nothing to do with it, right? And nothing yeah. to do with it. <laughs> and the actors were touchy feely, and they got in your face. We're talking like early '90s. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a different. What? Oh yeah, totally exactly. different monster now with makeup and contacts, and people are like voice actors, and so that was my earlier experiences. So you literally grew up in that in that neighborhood. Yeah. So I mean, and I remember that that same year, I I, I did my first haunted house in my parents' uh, garage. So that's where it started. Yeah, that's where it started. I mean, again, my sister's always 10 years old. So she, she'll always make a big deal about, like, you know, decorating. And, and for whatever reason, I always loved it. But that was the first year, sixth grade, that I, I, I did my own, like, little thing in my garage. And ooh, my parents live in a real small neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So nobody fucking came. <laughs> like, it, was, it was it was pretty, like, I, I don't know. It is It, it was what it was. But um, next year, like, that was sixth grade. So seventh grade, I did another one in a in a better neighborhood at a friend's house mm-hmm. and that was probably the best one i've ever done so it was well, this- as, as like a kid that one was rad I, I i that one definitely like sparked the fire and i think so was this after your your first time to, to scary farm that kind of lit the fuse like you saw what scary farm did and it's kind of inspired you right? yeah i would say so yeah that's a trip i i just remember that vivid vividly in my head just the i, I see the fog rolling through ghost town and it's like the lights and, and I remember, I remember back then the fox used to smell like maple syrup. I don't know if 
like I, some I, scent? I, I, I don't even think it was scent. I think it was, this was before they use scents like the way they do now. Oh, yes. Yeah, but like it used to just smell like syrup to me. And I, I don't, I've, I've never heard anyone confirm that. Like maybe I was tripping. I don't know. You sure it wasn't a vendor selling something? No, <laughs> no. Cause I, re- I, I specifically remember that. They smell like maple syrup. I remember this anxiety walking up and then hearing people screaming and then like hearing like uh, guys with like their makeshift, you know, the shaker The shaker cans, of course. It's just, uh, and sliding was, you know, still cool. It was, then. it was, it was <laughs> oh, I guess it wasn't cool. It then, wasn't right? cool. I, I remember the sliders were fairly new, but like the monsters were up in your face. The masks weren't the greatest quality like they are now. It's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. And they had, they were all like, well, I guess they still are animals. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lion faces and stuff. Like it was that. funny because there's that documentary. It's, um, what's it called? Uh, sliders or ghosts? Yes. And they talk about the early years. Like they literally, it was just a box the random masks and costume and they just grab, just grab a bag and it's a grab bag and you got something that good. shit is so interesting to me just it's like such the, a cool the, documentary just because uh, i watched like shit on youtube too and just the history of it is, is fascinating and ted uh doherty he, he wrote the book on it you mm-hmm. know and like that that's a great book it's such i don't a cool, know if you've ever seen that have you um the sliders of ghost town no the it's documentary the, the, the book that ted wrote no, no, ted? no. i don't no, met him i don't think so what's the trip some of the people that came out of the documentary you know, I go to Dark Harbor last year, and the dudes I saw, the guys, some of the guys I saw, like on the documentary, they're like, they're, uh, they're on casting uh, management. I'm like, wait a minute, that's the guy I saw on the documentary. What the fuck? Again, I'm new to the industry. No world. I'm new to the industry. I'm still learning, but it's a trip. It's just we were talking off, off, you know, off self Mike, and it's, hey, I know so and so and so. I'm like, well, it's funny because I know so and so through so and so. It's just, it's a small community, and the more, more people I meet, you realize like everyone knows each other. We know the same makeup artist or, you know, it's the guy that does bills over here. Yeah, because we're all fucking weirdos. Right? <laughs> you know? It's just a trip. <clears throat> so that first experience at, at Scary Farm would trigger you to do your own home hop. Yeah. Um, what was the theme on your first two? The, the one you did, your parents? The first house. one, I didn't have a theme. It was just right. black bags. Okay, just trash bags. I, I, to this day, cannot get that smell out of my... Like, anytime I smell a plastic, mm-hmm. like, trash bag... It just it brings me back to that. Just like hefty bag. Just yeah, like uh, next, uh, watch next time you just smell one. It, it has a smell. And uh, the the year after that was, um, I called it the Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Right, it was like supposed to be medieval themed. That that was a straight rip off of, of uh, <coughs> excuse me, the Gauntlet, which used to be in Camp Snoopy. Okay, that used to be the scare zone name. So you ripped. The- <laughs> you ripped- well, I, I didn't I didn't name it that, but like t- in my head I was like, oh yeah, this is this is the Gauntlet right here type thing. You know. So that, but that that one was cool because I actually I fucking wish I had a picture, but I um I guess I kind of made it was made a facade, well, kind of not not in the front, but like it was just like it was literally just no one's gonna see this, but <laughs> but it's it's like a like a little castle thing, like an archway in the castle. Yeah, that's all that's all it was. But at the time, like it's like fuck, that is so sick. And you built this yourself? Yeah, it, it was a paper thing. It was, like it was like. You used to be able to buy this roll, and it looked like stone, mm-hmm. and so that—that's what it was. So it, I don't even remember what I framed it with. So it was just like construction paper, or whatever, and it was printed to look like, like like cobblestone or like brick and mortar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I gotta find a picture. I know I have a picture. That's what was your costume? What was- <laughs> oh, I, I, this was at the time where I, I thought that, and I—I'm still kind of guilty. Like just just a, a flannel, a bloody flannel, jeans, and then a mask. So for whatever reason, I always thought flannels were scary. I don't know why. So it's it's a medieval theme, but you're you're, you're yeah, Rick. I, I get it. All right, I, 
It's a plot hole. It's, it's a, 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 a grunge, grunge monster. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. It was Nirvana themed. I remember my, I did a little one in my parents' house. Um, I think what I did was me and my brother, we had like pizza boxes and we turned them inside out. So the print was obviously on the backside. And we just like with a Sharpie wrote RIP, whatever. And I got like some, you know, fishing string and rigged it to like a bush. And I was like a grave digger, which, which is funny because I was a grave digger at, at Michael's uh, the 1870 Hall Manor. So I'm digging and I had like a kerosene lantern, put a candle. And I remember I had like a cassette. That's all I know. It was a cassette with like spooky sounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. And I put this. It's all don't listen by yourself or whatever. Dude, <clears> for reals though. Because I used to pop that shit on and like, right. I freaked myself Freaky. out. It was a warning. It's all, please, it's all, it's like, or if you have a heart condition, don't listen. It's like, yeah, like the vinyl have right That's what it says. And I remember I was just like, I, I put the speakers in the window. What, what is that vinyl? It's a vinyl. It's like the ride. Is of, it like like chilling, thrilling sounds of a haunted house? Type it's like ride of the headless horseman. And then there's like. Where's the story? I, th- I don't. I haven't played it yet. That was a birthday present from the girlfriend. That's rad. Dude. Yeah, she found it. I was like, well, I'm never gonna play that. You know, it's just that's kind of a showpiece. Um, yeah, it's cool. She she has a knack for finding things like on eBay, and I don't know how she does it. She's just, just crazy. Um, she's a woman, man. They like the shop. Yeah, they. They <laughs> <laughs> have more patience than I do. But it's funny, yeah. So, so that's what lit the fuse. And then, how, how did how did you go from doing like two home haunts on your own as a kid to Three, technically. So, so I did one sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then um, the eighth grade one was kind of just whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't that cool. Because at that time, you know, we're in eighth grade. So I, I, it was just me mm-hmm. who was really pushing the whole thing, which actually is the same thing for the sixth grade and the seventh grade one, too. But um, what was your question? So that's what lit the fuse for you to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And then uh, at that, after that, like, I, that's when I started playing music. So the haunt stuff kind of just. I mean, obviously, I still liked it, still enjoyed it, but mm. I, I was, I didn't do, that was the last one that I did. That and, then, and then obviously, like, I couldn't do it at my parents' house, right? Because nobody showed up that first year. So. Right. So. So you kind of phased phase away from it. You're focused more on drumming. Mm-hmm. You played in various bands and whatnot. Yeah, high school, I, I played in bands all the time. When did, um, now you had a little history, little brief uh, stint at, uh, at Scary Farm, right? Yeah, where I worked there. How, how, how long did you work at Scary Farm? So I... Let's see, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. I did a haunt, home haunt, and then senior year I did one, and then right when I graduated, 2005, I think it was a, uh, 2006 was the first year I worked at, at Scary Farm. Well, Just scare actor. What uh, what maze did you work in? Oh God, uh, no one's gonna fucking remember. <laughs> it was it's, it could be considered one of the worst um, mazes of Scary Farm ever. It was the the dark realm. The, the first year they did the laser rage. I don't it was where it's the, the stagecoach trail where corn stalkers was. I don't remember that. I'm trying exactly to... right. <laughs> it fucking sucked. What was your what was your character? It was like a medieval character. Right? Yeah, the, the maze. God, I, I hope somebody remembers it. But it was like a medieval theme, right, with laser tag. Because uh, my character was like straight medieval, like an armor, like a suit armor. Well, I had like like shoulder pads. I gotta find a picture of this too. I was a skeleton with a with a spike thing. I, I guess it was medieval. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe So, like, you're this. like a skeleton warrior? And like, yeah, type thing. But here's the thing. Like, it was supposed to be laser tech. And I have to be honest. It was, like, the worst maze ever. <laughs> but I had <laughs> the most fun. Because nobody gave a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was pretty much... And I think, like, now Knott's is, like, pretty on the talent. Like, you know, like, this is what you do. There's, there's no, like... Mm-hmm. 
stay in your spot type thing. But mm-hmm. but they let you. I, I was working the line like every single night. Right. Like just walk. Like I felt like a street monster. So you're working the queue, the queue <laughs> to the yeah. maze. Oh yeah, it was great. And it was laser tag. Did they give the guests like like? It wasn't like infected. Which is fucking badass, dude. I'm just, that yeah, sucks. yeah, that, that, that one's cool. I've only done it like twice, but um, it, it was like so. So the actors, like, you would shoot at the monsters, but like they like infected, like that. That is your role, right? Like well, you get shot, and they do great, right? Like, it, but that is not what was going on at this one. The, the actors just kept going. Yeah, he's trying to scare people. <laughs> like nobody, nobody <laughs> cared, you know. So that was your very first maze. You worked yeah, in the same maze great. that season, your first season. The whole time? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't bounce you around. No. How long did you work there? How, how many years? I worked 06 at Laser Rage. I worked 08 at um, Las Vegas. I don't see. Fuck. Why don't I remember Which this? was another questionable maze. <laughs> that, uh, a, a questionable uh, maze to begin with, but it was on its last year, too. So, well, again, nobody gave, gave a shit about it. What was the, what was the theme behind Las Vegas? It was it was a UV maze. So, it was all you know UV black light. That, that's it? Just... Vegas, yeah, Vegas, you know, fucked up. Were you guys like, like, like post apocalyptic, like zombies or something? I mean, what was the theme? I mean, Mm, I I guess uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas type, like it was (laughs) like a trip, it was a trip. (laughs) And the the worst part about that maze was I'm almost positive the only audio in that whole maze was different versions of the song Viva Las Vegas, and that's it, yeah. So, like, yeah, I had to listen to that for fucking eight hours. That would have drawn me nuts. But again, it's <laughs> the same thing. I had an absolute blast because I, I was everywhere in that maze. So, what, what was your what was your monster? Uh, I made my own. That was the first year I made my own costume for that one, and it was like a it's just. A, it's still like a like a what do they call it, a card dealer. I okay. Guess. Yeah. I had like a vest and shit. I still have that costume. I put like um, scare cloth on it. I bought my own mask. Really? They let you do that in '08? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I I I don't think I got. I know I got the mask okay. I didn't get the costume okay. Okay. It's Las Vegas. What was the mask? I'm trying to picture. I'm trying to picture this theme. Like, yeah, it's it's it was just a mask. Like, this is before, not the internet, obviously, but like before, <coughs> like um, I knew about like all these mask makers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it was it was just when I got a Halloween club. Okay. But it was cool. It, it, had, it was kind of colorful and shit. What was the third maze you worked in? Uh, Delirium. I remember Delirium. Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Yeah, that that one was tight. What were you in Delirium? I had the same mask. I didn't make a costume because <laughs> my uh, we'll keep it short here. And uh, my priorities at that time were just completely fucked. Right. Um. So that that year was kind of kind of whatever. And I was I was working at the time. I, I was working at a restaurant. So I like I, I'm, I don't I don't even know if I'm allowed back to work at Knots now because like. I think I missed a few days. And mm-hmm. I don't know how, you know, that rubbed them the wrong way or whatever. Mm-hmm. I heard they're pretty, pretty strict on scheduling there. I, well, actually, I, it I, makes sense. I, I mean, mean it's, there's a man. I get it. I get it. Um, they expect, you know, especially if you have a main character or a main role, they expect you to be there X amount of days. Yeah. Especially, well, and that's the, that's like such an improvement now. Like, you know, as a guest, I, I can see it like, in, in, you know, with things like that at knots. Yeah, I know that the fucking talent probably hates it, but. I mean, it, what it went from like in the 90s when I was a kid, even like early 2000s to like the last couple of years, it's like the designs, the builds, like the, the facades, like, like I geek out on the details. Except for Dark Entity. You didn't like Dark Entities? No. I dug it. It reminded me of like an old 80s like sci-fi. No, I, I think it could have been that, uh-huh. it, but it was, it just it, 
You don't think it? Uh, granted, I don't think I went in it last year. No, I did go in it last year. Yeah, I mean, like with the alien maze, like, dude, I would love to see, like, you know, the first alien movie type thing, you know, where it's where it where did it's futuristic, but it's still very low tech. Like, it's it was like low tech. It, it was supposed to be like the like it's it was supposed to be like the future, but it was like 1995. But the movie's based like in 72. That's what it looked like. I felt like it needed more more aliens, more characters. Like there was a couple towards the end, um, and it was just hallways. I dug it. I mean, yeah. it's on a spaceship, right? Yeah, I think. But like, I mean, there's there's it felt so just hallways. There's no open sets type. Thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. I get a, it. A, a, my opinion. What was your favorite maze last year? Well, twenty, yeah, twenty nineteen, yeah. Dude, I'm like, I love pumpkin here. Right. I I, I love that maze. I, I love that and, concept, and I love um, dark ride. Dark Ride was dope, dude. I was not a, not a huge fan of. Um, it, it really comes down to like, well, what, what's what, what like what what do you like like uh, as what scares you, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and like like what kind of themes are you into? And Dark Ride was just like it, it was like the movie Funhouse. I don't know if it was creepy movie. as hell. If if I, if I were to ever work there, let's say if I worked there last year, I was like, throw me a pumpkin eater or throw me in Dark Ride. Mm-hmm. Make me a fucking clown. I. I I'd, I'd love to be a clown. And I, I said, I've seen the, the, the best scare that I've ever seen in my life was in Dark Ride. Yeah. And it was the fucking chair. The guy was, a, the yeah. guy's costume was a chair. Just Did you there, see that? Yeah. Hilarious, dude. I, I fucking laugh. And, and, and Dark Ride has the best ending scene that I think I've that ever room? seen. That room? Yeah. And just how, how you navigate through it. I loved it. it like, it, I, I, I've been through it the countless times. I still cannot figure out what the fucking, the layout is on that. It's great. It got to a point, like, um, it got very tight and, and it, they weren't cattle calling us, but there was people. And I told, um, I told, she wasn't my girlfriend at the time. She is now, but I was with, with the old lady. I'm like, hey, it's long a lot of it. Let's enjoy this. And we get to that last room. I swear to God, they packed like 30 scare actors in that room. I know. And I was smiling fucking ear to ear. And they saw me smiling. Well, and the music's perfect. Yeah. And they were just like dive bombing us out of everywhere. And I, I was like just jumping up because I was excited. Same time, I was, I was a little scared. But they were coming at that, that ending. Then, then you exit, and while you're exiting, there's a couple of actors who are waiting for you to come out. Yeah, I, I, that's probably one of my favorite things. Pumpkin eater. Anything colonial. I got a yeah, thing, yeah. Exactly. I got a thing for you know the headless horseman and that yep. whole the whole lore. But um, pumpkin ears is dark. Mm-hmm. And just like I love, I like the cornstalk. I like the, I love that that whole scene when you're when you go you go outdoors. I would just, love to see the hollows. Just take that theme in pumpkin ear and make the hollows that. Well, I think that's what they try to do is they try to incorporate like the maze with the scare zone. I heard that, right? So you got Dark Ride in the Boardwalk, you got Pumpkin Eater in you know the Hollow. Which thing? Ghost Town now has the. Origins. Um, what do you think? Yeah. Origins. I mean, obviously it was gorgeous. I, I I only got to go through it once, and and the the thing I hate the most was I I, I had a, like, group. The, I, I here's my, here's my story with Knots last year. I I didn't get a chance to go to like like almost right before Halloween and I didn't get a chance to go till like 10 p.m. that night so I had the front of the line pass but by the time I actually got in the damn park I had like two hours to do everything and I had the front of the line pass but oh, I, wow. I just had to do everything so quick and I didn't get to enjoy it I think next year I don't think I'll ever go again without the front of the line thing it's worth it well I mean it's not like freaking universal where you can only go once you can go there as many as, as times as you want the last two years I've gotten it's so worth it literally oh, uh, for not 2018 went on everything once and went on four of the, four of the mazes uh, twice last year we did everything and I think one more maze twice and we were just tired. we got there late mm-hmm. we got there at nine and we were able to do everything by midnight 
Yeah, dude, I was bummed because I spent so much fucking money. I was like in the park for like three hours. Yeah, I, I dig. Just like the Hayride, it's so worth it. It's getting the VIP. Um, what was your question? I forgot. I totally forgot. We got off. <laughs> well, we look at my notes again. Um, let's take a quick little break. Again, I'm here with uh, Bill Galvin from uh, The Whole House Haunt and drummer from the band Pressure Cracks. We're going to geek out on some more music. Um, we're going to get on some music Halloween stuff and talk about, we're actually going to talk about trauma a little bit and, and uh, the, the project we did back in December, so a twist of Christmas. But uh, we're going to take a quick little break, uh, pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Don't you dare try to escape. The Creepcast with Rick Creeper shall return. <laughs> Where do you think you're going? There is no escape from the Creepcast with Rick Creeper. <laughs> All right, so we're back. We got off a little topic. So I'm here again with uh, my good friend, Bill. So let's talk about how we started. Well, not me, you. You started the home haunt, uh, the whole house haunt. Step one, buy a house. Okay. So that was the first step. I'm sorry, go ahead. Step two. <laughs> no, 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 step two. Um, so you faded away from it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, it's always in the back of my mind, right? Okay. And I knew... I would be lying to you that like if I didn't, I'd be, I would be lying if I said that I didn't like think about where I wanted to live based on that. Like, uh, you'd be I surprised. swear, I swear, you'd be surprised. Like, 
eventually I'm going to move. You know, I live in here in uh, French Park, the historical district in downtown Santa Ana. My next move, like, I want to be able to decorate, um, maybe do a haunt or a little facade or whatever. So I'm like, that's, that's one of the terms. Like, I want to be able to work on my car, beat on my car, and then, like, decorate. Yeah. Like, I, I, obviously, I, like, I, like I said, my, my parents' house, we didn't get any trick-or-treaters. Uh, and I know that I, I knew that some of the neighborhoods around where I live now did. Um, so, and so I'm, I knew of one neighborhood that was like, man, I, I, I know it pops off for Halloween there. I moved like to the neighborhood kind of across the street from that, across the main street from that. So still like in the same vicinity. Near Knott's. Yeah. yeah always, always near Knott's. Um, and, uh, the, the first year we didn't, we didn't get any trick or treaters. Was it just a yard? But I wasn't at that point. No, I, I, I think I, no, that first year I didn't do shit. I didn't do shit that first year. Hmm. Um, you mentioned, I think you just said it was just a yard display, a couple of tombstones. You didn't have a facade. So that, I think that was the second year. Okay. And I, I had, um, just discovered YouTube, I guess. Uh, no, I'd always watch, I'd, I'd watch like, you know, how to, how to carve tombstones, stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Using the pink foam, all that kind of stuff. Every haunter knows. Uh, so I did a few of those and then got some of that beef netting, the, the creepy cloth is something. That, dude, that, I love that. That's and, dude. um, and then a few lights. And so that was, that was it for the first year I did mm -hmm. it. Yeah. That's pretty much how it started. And you know, when did you come up with the facade? Cause we pulled up. That was last year. All of that. I, I did. So last year, there was the first year was with the, the first facade. Year of that thing. We pull up and, um, keep, keep in mind, like when I bought the house, I don't, I did, I don't even know how to use it. I didn't know how to use any power tools. Like at all. You weren't handy. No, like not at all. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not like my dad was a butcher, right? For, right for 30 years he, he wouldn't know how to use a, a drill to save his that's life that's funny dude he didn't teach me shit when it comes to that so it's funny because we pull up to this cool little neighborhood in a park and then um i'm like Man, i think it's right here and then we see fog yeah as i say <laughs> we saw fog rolling in the streets and we see this this creepy looking facade with like the picket fence and tombstones and you have the all the jack-o-lanterns bordering the the, the uh, oh that's another thing i did too yeah I, I bought like uh, now I think I have probably fifty of those pump carvable pumpkins that you get at Michael's. Yeah, and there. you get the hot carving knife. Yeah, that's what that, my friend, my friend Carly does. That. And so that that was my like the big thing was the tombstones and then all the pumpkins, right? Because what is what is more Halloween than that? Jack o' lanterns. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I tell people. I'm like, you can't have a haunt. You can't go to a theme park unless there's jack o' lanterns. That's the only thing why I like ghost town. So we pull up, and it just it's funny because we turn we turn on your street and it just got eerie. And we see the lights, and we hear like the you know the, the, the environmental sounds and everything. I'm like, this is fucking badass. Yeah, I, well, I, yeah, yeah. And I'm picturing, I'm, I'm all, it's probably some fucking nerd, some haunt dork. And I see this dude come out all in black, all tatted up, <laughs> all tatted, all cool looking, like in vans and like slick back hair. I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm all, I'm thinking you're some random guy. I'm like, oh, this is that the, was my dad's house. I was like, no, no. he was, oh yeah, the, 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 this is my facade. I'm like, oh, okay. And I mean, you let us geek on it. We walked through, we went through a bunch of times and then you showed us, yeah, I wired up this and you showed Michael, my, my, my little cousin. That was another thing too. I keep, I can't, I keep forgetting everything. Uh, was I made a bunch of like little um, spot LEDs. Mm -hmm. I, I saw that from Derek at Van Oaks Cemetery. Mm -hmm. he's, he's another fellow haunter. And uh -huh. Other people have done videos on it too, but he, he, I saw his first. So mm -hmm. he gets the credit on that one. The lighting, like just like the way you look, 
the way you lit up the facade. That's what everyone. Lighting is everything. Uh-huh. It, 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 you can have an amazing, really amazing facade. You can have like tombstones, and the, but if you don't have the proper light, no. If you put a green floodlight on it, it just washes out all your hard exactly. work. Exactly. That's what everyone. Lighting. That's what they told us. You can have this amazing makeup in the maze. You can have, you know, definition, sunken cheeks and teeth and contacts, but the lighting's horrible, and no one's gonna see mm-hmm. it. I remember you took us through. We walked through a bunch of times, and me and Michael were like, "Dude, this is fucking badass for a home haunt." Thank you. Like the, the whole walkthrough thing, I literally just had, I just threw shit together. And what what tripped me out was, it's like, um, you ended up on the SoCal haunt list. Yeah, I was on it. Two thousand and what was last year? Two thousand nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Where are we? What year is this? Twenty twenty. Uh, so I was on it. Two thousand eighteen, which was rad. That was the first year I was on it, and um, just, I mean, because like I said, I mean, we. we I don't know if you noticed when you when you came, but no, no one else decorates. No, I mean you might see like one of those little spotlight things with a dancing skeleton. The ones you get at Home Depot, yeah, yeah, like all that kind of shit. But <laughs> there's not there's not really anyone, and not even to my degree, but not even really anyone decorating. Um, it's a shame because it's a cool little neighborhood. I mean, you figure you get kids. I mean, there, there's there's some kids. In there. You get yeah. trick or treaters. So so with, with being on the the haunt list, it was I had people coming by, people that cared, and it was, it was cool. It was yeah. Cool, you know. So, you had someone come by and check out your facade, and um, did that catch you off guard? Someone, someone pretty well known in the industry. You had Rick West from Midsummer Scream, obviously, and he's associated with Knots and the SoCal Homeless. Yeah, he's associated with everyone. He's always yeah, the nicest he, dude in the world. So, so it was like 2018, and I just happened to be out there, and the 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 crew from uh, Parks and Cons podcast, really, who were great. They they came uh, with Rick. And I was like, I remember like, I just walked out there. I was like, oh shit, you're Rick West. That's cool. And so, um, you know, that, that's how I met him. Basically. Right on. But, and, but the jump, like from 2018 to like what I did last year was fucking crazy. Right. I just went ham. Like I got like obsessed last year. The, the, Probably a little bit to a fault. The, the, the fire effect you did in the windows. Um, I dig that. I'm going to, uh, that's, that is what like, you asked me when we started, what I'm going to do different mm-hmm. this year. I'm going to, like the straight up Pirates of the Caribbean, like. That's fucking dope. Dude. Yeah, because I mean, like this, I didn't. I only had curtains, right? With like one of these. Rick has the, one of these flickering. Bu- yeah, the Home Depot ball. flickering ball. It's like the haunted mansion. Yeah, but like I, I, I really want to sell that fire effect. I thought, I thought, I thought that I could have sold it a lot better than it ended up actually working out. I mean, because mm-hmm. I had the sounds. I, I bought fog scent. Mm-hmm. It was called campfire, mm-hmm. and it smelled like chlorine. It smelled. It's fucking, horrible. I don't know if it was sitting out. You know. But because um, that that would have really helped sell it, you know, you you hear it, mm-hmm. you see it, and you smell, and you smell it, mm-hmm. right? And so like, you know. so did you did you interact with Rick West? Did you talk to him? And yeah, oh yeah, cool dude. Yeah, he was cool. When did um? So people don't know. Um, Bill's gonna have his his facade, his haunt at the Hall of Shadows this year at the twenty twenty Midsummer Scream. When did they approach you about that? Uh, Rick came by one night for. Um, this last season and um, he was like this needs to be in the Hall of Shadows That's and I, I have talked to people who have done it and I'm like, at the time I was like yeah I, I don't just, I, I gotta think about that because it's a lot of fucking work <laughs> it's, a, it's a big and commitment it's, you gotta spend money to do it you gotta take I gotta take time off work mm-hmm. and um, so I was like I think about it but I mean like at the same time it's like you, this all goes back to the, to the kid the, the kid. sixth grade who no one showed up to his freaking haunted house now I have an opportunity to let, you know have 30,000 people over the course of three days now the amount of traffic see, see you know see something that i made and that's kind of something that i can't really pass up the so. amount of traffic it's 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 worth the hard work 
Yeah, I mean, that's it's what gonna, we do it for. It's going to be so much fun. Dude. So you're looking forward to that. So he hits you up. I, hey. I'm looking forward to it. I, I need, like, final plans are due soon. Uh-huh. And I haven't started that. I've been in, like, band mode for, like, right. the last two, three months. So Rick West, at, this is, he tells me, hey, this needs to be in the Hall yeah, of Shadows. Yeah, and, so. and then I, I think he sent me the, like, confirmation email, you know, saying, hey, I need I need you to be in or, you know. That's he said to, to all of them. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Well, I, looks like looks like you're gonna do it. You're gonna need some help. I'm yeah, you're, you're, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm helping you build. You're your Joe, man. And I'm gonna I'm gonna help you build and, <laughs> and scare. It. Okay. Yeah, that'd be fun, dude. It's gonna be great, man. It's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a four. Well, I guess the, the convention is three days, but there's like two days of setup beforehand. So, if I read the schedule correctly for Midsummer Scream, for those that don't know what Midsummer Scream is, it's a big Halloween horror convention happens at. Uh, the uh, Long Beach Convention Center. It's been this is its fifth year, I think. So you have not even feel like I, I still felt like I was going to scare LA, like you know, right back when it was relevant. This is only the fifth year. So last year it was like thirty to forty thousand people. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, so it's a big, it's a and big. And they com- added Friday night, stuff, right? Yeah. So I think the schedule for Hollow Shadows is not open Friday night though. It isn't. Open. No, it's only so, it's like a vendor thing. So Friday it's six to <laughs> ten, and then Saturday Sunday is a regular schedule. I think. Yeah. I plan on taking that Thursday off and the following Monday. I did take the following Monday. Because I'm going to be there probably five, five fucking days. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and I know I'm going to be tearing down till like midnight. Yeah. You know what? With the advantage of having it like in an open auditorium like that, tear down. Now we know how to secure it. Well, we know how to fucking set it up right. now too on the I fly. Mean, so. we'll, we'll, we're going to discuss yeah, we that touch too. on that. Touch on that. So he approached you, you applied. You're- yeah. Well, I just said, uh, I said, yeah, yeah. I mean, and he sent me an email, and then I, 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 he needs total confirmation by I think it was Valentine's Day. That's cool, dude. fittingly. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Well, cool. I know how much it costs to rent a truck and what size truck you need because we put that facade. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think it was a, it's seventeen to twenty foot. I don't even want to think about it because right? <laughs> I don't know if I need to rent it for like that whole five. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna park it there or just rent it for those two days. You know. Take it might be we don't need to talk about logistics on yeah. the podcast yeah that's true I got the receipt stuff for yeah. that that's that's cool that he actually hit you up like he physically came down and I, I dig that yeah uh, and the people from uh, Parks and Cons too like it was great to, to see you had a lot of traffic just because you were on the hunt list right anybody yeah. else come down that you recognized or- um the sometimes from West Coaster he comes down he came down the last two years he does he's a uh, he does all the photos for the yeah, house. and he oh my god, I love him when he comes because he takes such great. Photos. He he got me as the chef last year. I scared him. Is his name Albert? I think so. It starts with an A. I, th- I, I think, think so. I know that. He got me as the chef. He's a great. He's he's he's, he's really cool. He's cool, dude. And I scared him, and he's like, "Hey, can you go back in that lighting right there?" And I broke him. Yeah, sure, no problem. He's like, just yeah. close. Just like I, I'm a sucker for, for like good pictures. Good pictures and lighting, especially when you spend so much time, you know, on the lights, right, right? and just low light you know uh, low light photographers it's like it's possible to do right good yeah he, he had tons of pictures i seen like other actors he got the pictures of and facades and whatnot oh yeah i mean he hits he hits all the, the he's he's everywhere the, yeah. the dude's everywhere it's the a trip. area so um when we met we just started talking and we kept in contact and i was like hey i got this idea of this event that i'm gonna do and we're all like, oh, I'll figure it out. And I said, I would love to repurpose your facade. And you're like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And we talked. I think we went back in December 
and I was disappointed because it was just like the normal house with Christmas decorations. I'm like, where's the, where's the spooky, oh, yeah. where's the spooky facade? <laughs> so, so I, I had contemplated leaving it up and just decorating it. <laughs> but believe it or not, like I, I need a break at some time, you know, and, and I do enjoy being able to see out to the street. Trust me, I need a break in December. So we talked and then I've talked about it before. I, I did an immersive little cinema event at the Freedom Center here in downtown Santa Ana. And it was a Twisted Christmas event. And for the people that at home, or people that went to the event, the facade that, that was inside the theater was actually Bill's facade from uh, the whole house haunt, but we just repurposed it. Yeah, we set it up on stage. Yeah, we would put Christmas lights, and we had, uh, I got a chair from the thrift, uh, Goodwill, and that was Santa's Which chair. Which fucking perfect, I don't know how you <laughs> found that. The best thing was, is we decided to put the, the picket fence. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, I had like 120 feet of garland from like my parents' house when I decorated and that big six foot, uh, um, what is it, uh, wreath, and just put some bows. You still have that? Look, I don't last. Yeah, I was like, I didn't mean to give it to you. I forgot about that. Did I say? I, I, I feel like I remembered. Yeah, it's I like I asked for. I, I don't know. I don't. It's down in my storage. Because that's exactly what I need is more shit to store in my house. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about it was like everyone took a picture, like in front of that wreath, like in the yeah. doorway, and then. Uh, Michael, my little cousin, he did his own home haunt. He's like, hey, let's put some Christmas lights here, here, here. Yeah, and he used And that. then the nails. He used staples. <laughs> he used, like heavy, heavy yeah, gates. He used, yeah, it was horrible. Uh, ridiculously uh, heavy staples. He has that. good intentions, but sometimes... So they, it took me at least 15. That kid just was like, just ran with it. I, I think we could have disassembled, uh, disassembled the whole thing in about an hour, but because of those staples, it took It slowed us down. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I remember we went dark. We went super dark. And, and um in the theater the lighting and the lighting yeah, i wasn't there and it was foggy yeah, you, and we were, were like this is fucking dope. i know i know but the vendors were like hey we can't, we can't, see. We can't fucking see i'm like oh so originally we had like so the, the theater had these up lights on 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 the sides of the seats and they were strobing and then we had the red lights behind the facade and it looked like it was on fire that we fogged it the fuck out then the fog we added fog juice um scented juice that smelled like peppermint so the whole place was like peppermint. You couldn't see shit. And everybody was like. In everyone's eyes. And no one could see. Nobody could see. We're like, we can't see the merch. I'm like, oh, okay, let's turn the lights on. So Twisted Christmas, the, the, the burnt out Santa house, that was that was Bill's facade. That was great, dude. I loved it. That it, was fun. It was fun. It was stressful. We need. It, it would have been better, like I said, if, if it was at the tail end of November. Yeah. Right, right when everyone's still kind of getting out of the haunt mood, but still trying to get into Christmas tech. Yeah. It, unfortunately, that was the date that was. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Given yeah. to me. Um, um, and we talked a couple of ideas repurposing that facade for something else, which you know, we'll, we'll do something again. I'm just trying to get my money's worth with it, really. You know, like a traveling tour. We'll do something. We'll figure. <laughs> well, we know how to secure it now. I mean, we figured it out, and uh, with a team of four guys. What did we do? The sandbags. Um, it was that six, shit was wobbly though. It, it was a little top heavy. No, uh, no, I'm sorry. It was bottom heavy, but it was a little wobbly. But uh, yeah, was, and, and you know, again, back to the I've never worked a power tool thing, right? I, I'm not an engineer. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if if people are not leaning on it, and oh no! I mean, uh, look, it wasn't going to kill anyone, but no. at the same time, it was a little too wild. Like I'm safety Sam. Like that, that is that when it comes to pretty much anything. I think I bought like 300 pounds of the sandbags, and we used maybe 200 some yeah. out of it. And yeah, you had some walls too. Yeah, how I did it at my house was I I actually anchored it to the concrete. Yeah, and that we had real bad like windstorms mm -hmm. right before Halloween. Oh. And it it almost knocked down like the whole walkthrough part, mm -hmm. and uh, but the, that that facade did not move at all. At all. Yeah. My only concern was uh, the drunkards at, at Twisted Christmas. Oh like, yeah. yeah. 
And um, I, I was they were like, drinking. Well, yeah, there's some there were some hammer people. There were certain alcohol, and I caught some people sneaking in alcohol. Oh, I definitely saw some people just sneaking in alcohol. Yeah, they they know who they are. They're listening right now because it's funny because I know who they are and they they got a lecture. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, whatever. how dare you? How dare you drink? Alcohol. Neither of us have ever done that before. <laughs> but um, that was my only concern. People. It was a great photo op. Everyone loved it. Santa, uh, um, Donald, who played uh, uh, Santa, he's a scare actor at Sinister Point. He does a Negan cosplay from Washington. I, I, sat, I sat on his lap. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> took a picture. I, I was like, hey, Santa, come check. We built this house. He loved it. He was like, oh, my oh, He God. was fucking working it, man. Oh, he dude, was great. He, there, was, there, was a, there was a point in the night, and um, there was a line like to, to do the photo op. And I'd walk into the theater and I'm running around. And I'd say, oh, and he's, he, he was, he was into it. He was, like, that's exactly what I, like, I, I pictured, right? right. Sitting in front of that, 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 that house creepy looking set. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> he loved the chair. He loved it all the lighting and everything else. You got like, rid of that chair, didn't you? No, I have it still. It's oh, down okay. here in my storage with, uh, Michael's organ. I thought, yeah, I thought, I, I thought you were going to tell me you were going to get rid of it. No, I was like, you know, let me save it because we can use it for something else. That uh, yeah, was a cool event. Um, um, you know, it was great, dude. I, I, I I, if I had more time, I'd love to, to do build something different, you know, for for a whole different type of event, you know. I, I got we, we bounced around some ideas. We got some ideas uh, to repurpose the facade, some other stuff we could do there and other locations as well. But uh, it was just cool. It was cool we were able to do that and collab and, and like I want to make sure. Hey, everyone's where'd you get this? I'm like, I didn't build it. You got to talk to so and so, give him credit. And I was like, this is Bill's. He's a homeowner and all that. And I'm like, hey, he's gonna be Hall of Shadows next year. And everyone's like, okay, because the hunt. Hawk community, yeah, the cinema community, and the hawk community. There. I was like, and I was like, make sure you get an acknowledgement. Everyone knows it wasn't me; it was you. I was like, I just helped put it together. I yeah, just, I just, I mean, I just wanted to, like, it's not, you know, I was joking when I said get get my money's worth, but right, hey, you, you build something, you want you want to show it off. Yeah, you want you want people to appreciate you. Plus, it, it fit perfect. It was fine. It was great. It was it was it, it. I think it was the same dimensions as the stage we put it on. It was like, I think it was maybe like six inches. Like six is over the stage yeah, was like saying, sixteen by eight. It so <laughs> it worked out. So that was that was per, that was pretty cool. So I'm honestly surprised that it fit up there. I was I'll admit it, I was a little nervous, like but once we started building it, I mean because everything laid out, the vendors laid out, the actors, that was a no-brainer. The decorations started coming together, the lighting and everything, the like the tricks, the lasers and fogs. But once we had that thing built and we got there the night before and we lit it up and I was like Okay, I'm satisfied now. Yeah, because that's a, that's a big thing. I mean, like I, I wasn't sure if we were. That was a selling point because I'm like, it, it been when people walked in, they saw that, and people didn't know what to expect. They're like, "What is this? Is this? Yeah. I came to see a movie. Where are these people? Yeah, that that was like the only thing. Like it was uh, like, I mean, obviously I knew what it was, mm-hmm. but but you had, like you said, you had the art crowd, you had or not art crowd, you had your, your movie buffs, crowd. and then you had your haunt people. You know, the problem was it wasn't. It wasn't advertised the way I envisioned it. Like I, you know, I, I, I called it an immersive cinema experience. And the way they, they advertised it was, we're showing these two movies, and then this other group is doing like this scare floor. I'm like, what? No, that's no. Yeah, and it wasn't like it was like a walkthrough type thing where you had to walk through it to experience it. You know, you just it just went it, into one theater. And it, needed, it was. It needed to be just one big event instead of cutting it down the middle, which they did. And now they know, they know, because we might do something again. But it's like, it's like you know, you don't go somewhere else, and they're like, oh, we have act- actors and masks. That's what they're saying. I'm like, don't say that. It's like, take that out of the advertisement. Here's these 
amazing trailers and my friend Michael. Actors in masks. Yeah, I was like, well, no, it's like, it's one big event. We had people show up that even know the other theater had, the, you know, that immersive. Yeah, you're telling me that's crazy. And they're like, oh, we didn't know that. And some people went there strictly. There's people that never left that area. They just hung out there. Like they dug, but they're always. Yeah, see, hands. that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's your haunt crowd. Yeah. And, and then, the people that cared about the movie. And then the cinema people are like, oh, they're hitting me with snowballs. And yeah. Like, you know, they were like, oh my God. I was like, dude, lighten up. It's, it, it's a, that's why, because it wasn't advertised properly. It should have been like this immersive, like Rocky Horror. When you show Rocky Horror theaters, party. Yeah. The big part. People yeah. throw shit, people yell. I was like, bitch, Rocky Horror, but on the haunt side of the industry, you know. Anyways, but yeah, I, I appreciate it, dude. That was cool that you got involved and we were able to repurpose the facade and just we took measurements loosely and it worked i'm like oh, i guess this is gonna work i, mean, I spent the sandbags were cheap they're like 250 a bag yeah and we bought like 60 no, no we i spent i think it was like 60 no, like 30 bucks and it was like 260 pounds 100 pounds for the sandbags i so. think they were ripping too were they? <laughs> we might have left some sand, sand in the theater there. whoops yeah, so I mean, like for this year, I'm not for Hollow Shadows. It's basically be the same thing. I'm gonna do the fire effect right better in the windows, and then um, where the entrance to the home was for, at my house mm-hmm. for midsummer. Like same, same layout type thing, but I want to do a photo op there. So that, that's kind of what I think I showed you what I wanted to. Yeah, do. you showed me the facades and stuff. You guys want to know what a uh, Bill's uh, haunt looks like? You go on his Instagram. It's um, it's the whole house haunt. There's tons of pictures on there as well. Um, and you can find a picture of me sitting on Santa's lap. Santa's there, lap too. for a twisted Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you envision Grave Digger Joe, the character I played last haunt at the 1870 Hall? What do you envision him doing? Is he, is he in the graveyard digging? He's in the graveyard. He's just, just kind of hanging out digging with a lantern. Same yeah. thing I did over there. Yeah, but it, like the cool thing about like that character is it, it, it could, you could literally say nothing. And and it, it just just an old man in there. Just, like looking at people. Just Yeah, just like. Mm-hmm. He, he, he doesn't even know anyone's out there. He's just looking. You know? Just looking. To, yeah. He's like the caretaker of like the cemetery. That'd be cool. You know I'm gonna fuck with people. I know. It's like, it'd be like more of like a carnival barker, man. You know, <laughs> talk shit. You know, just like you like that. It's so dark in there too. You like that facade up. I don't know where I'm gonna be though. Because I was thinking about that today. It's like I hope I'm on like the outside type thing. You know. I mean, as long as you light it up the way you did. Like so, like Michael, he lit up. He had on his on his haunt. He had um. Nothing but like teal. I'm like you're washing everything yeah. up. Two tone it. Yeah. Then he did. He did red. He did a uh, green and blue. And just uh, and I saw pictures of myself up there. And I was like, damn, that looks fucking creepy. Yeah. And the and the, the whole haunt looked fucking weird. It looked creepy as hell. I was like, there you go. You got to create contrast. Create like contrast. I, I just I like I'm fascinated by movie sets. Mm-hmm. Within my capabilities, is I, I try to create something that is you know, feel like you're stepping onto a movie. Right. And and you know I mean. I, I look at it and I'm still like, yeah, this is not up to par my standards, right? But at the same time, like I'm, I'm proud of it, which I guess is good because I, I always want to be better. But. You always want to do more because you notice the, the small little oh, yeah. imperfections. And, 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 and I have like, to, I could do more, but sometimes those little things, no one else is going to notice. I, and I have to constantly remind myself yeah. that. Like, for instance, like I, I don't know shit about forced perspective. And, you know, regardless of how many YouTube videos I watch on it, I, 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 don't know anything about math mm-hmm. right so uh the uh on, on my facade like half of the reason that i just made it look burnt down was because i i didn't i didn't know how to f- like finish it up top right and it ended up working out um i, I had seen some people do, do that effect before mm-hmm. not some i seen one person do it is this uh haunt up in um 
Canada. Mm. And I was like, that is fucking rad that, it, for two reasons. A, I don't have to build a second story. I just have to build part of it. Mm-hmm. And then B, I can make it look like it's burning down. Like that is, that is, that's rad. what I think about it. Cause you have the fire effect in, in the windows mm-hmm. and you look at the top of the, you know, the top of the facade and you're like, it's like a burnt out house. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's been bombed out or something. Yeah. The, the idea was it's, um, it's that old house on on your street, mm-hmm. right? That every Halloween, you, the kids, they, they they go and they break in. It's an abandoned house. They go and they break in. It's the old spook house, yeah. Yeah, and so one of them knocks over a candle and fucking burns it down, mm-hmm. you know? And so... I dug it too. You could hear like the uh, the ember noise. Like the, you had that sound effect of like... Oh, I did all that myself. Yeah, like the That's flame. another thing I, I, I do myself. That all the soundtracks. Dope. That was dope you did that. I, was, I dug that. Like it just... It... it, it I like immersion. I like I like yeah, getting yeah. lost in like in a haunt. Also interaction. I yeah. like I, I geek when I geek out when I go to the haunts. I geek out like on the builds, the sets, the designs, and also interaction with the actors. Like we got so See, many- I don't I don't care. <laughs> I, I wish they would leave me alone. <laughs> no, like not, <laughs> anyone can do any my my anyone can do a scare. Anyone can do a jump scare. It's the dude who can like hold a conversation. Like he can immerse you into. Well, I'm so awkward. It's like, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> that's me. That's what I like to do. It's like, and like I, how do you politely know that you, I appreciate you being here, but can you move? I'm trying to look at this uh, scene here. You know? That's me, Universal. <laughs> oh my god, look at that land! They come out. They're like, did hey. you go last year? Universal? Yeah, wasn't my favorite year, and I've been going since 1997. I stopped. Dude. I can't do it. Anymore. 180 for the fast pass, yeah, and you can only get them once. But you spend two fifty at, at and knots. you got to drive to LA. Yeah, two fifty in knots, two tickets, and parking, and you get to go on there as many times as you want. And it's knots, knots, yeah. and it's close to home. You got actual, you know, yeah, mazes, not just uh, everything tied to an IP. Then you do the hayride for like fifty bucks. That was great. That was the first year Dude, last year that I ever been to that. That was fifty fantastic. bucks. You could do it in three hours. And park, it's like right there. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. I dig it. So it's like, yeah. I think I, I went on a night the Dodgers were playing. Was there a lot of traffic? No, they weren't home. They were in a- Ah, so you get all that traffic. Okay. That wasn't too bad off the- yeah, It was great because nobody was there. As soon as you get as soon as you get past like downtown and you and you get on the one-on-one towards, you know- um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It opens up. To me, it feels like Crystal Lake and you're driving to like- Dude, that that is like- they, Dark and it's they creepy. They have like- the, the, You're talking about immersion- the, like nothing will ever beat that to me because just the setting alone. That's what me and Michael geeked out. I'm like, you don't have like a carnival ride, you know, going over your head and like a dude selling cotton candy with a slider hiding behind that cart. It's like yeah. you're in the woods. Uh-huh. You hear that or noise. A giant ship. Yeah, you. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so it's like that's what I dig about it because you, you get immersed. Again, well, get, that and like they, Plague Productions and Johnny like did just such a good job and Ted too. Plague Productions. Did such a good job just building that whole you know Midnight Falls like thing. It, so the Midnight Mortuary fantastic. was built by a uh, uh, Sinister Point Productions. Yeah, yeah. For the Hayride, and I built some pieces, not a lot of it, but I had my hands on a couple of things. But uh, yeah, Blake Productions when they put that thing together, it felt like Halloween, like in 1984. It did, yeah. Did. Oh, and the, like the, what made it the best was the the, uh, the talent yeah. in the Midway. You know, like some people were like, oh, I didn't care for him. Well, yeah, because that fucking used- ice cream man, like. Did you see that guy? Yeah, creepy as hell. In the, in the, uh, the immortal masks yeah. thing. Yeah. Man. And he didn't say anything, but he was just like, dude, just stood there. See, some people no, didn't. fucking, dude, great. Some people it. didn't like it because they're so used to the big parks. I get it. But, you know, each is own. I dig it because it's, 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 it's. Well, it wasn't scary. Nothing in the the, the, uh, the Midway area was scary. No, it just, it was campy. It was fun. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was refreshing is what it was. It felt like, like a, you know, Midtown USA 
We still got to talk about your music, uh, but um, we're going to take a little break. We've been geeking out on Halloween stuff and all that and um, a haunt, but um, for those that don't, Bill's actually a drummer in a pretty well-known band uh, called Pressure's Cracks. I was listening to your music. I had to tell you some funny story about the music I was geeking out on last uh, yesterday working today at the gym. Are we going to take a break from I think we're going to take a little break. Okay. So <laughs> You said it, so I don't know. We'll take a little we break. We can keep going. We could, yeah, but we'll take a little break and we'll, we'll come back. All right, we're back at it. Episode six of the Creepcast with your host, Rick Creeper 11. I forgot to do that introduction. I'm here with my special guest, Bill Galvin from the Whole House Haunt and hardcore drummer from the band Pressure Cracks. Um, so how long have you been playing drums for? Almost 20 years. Holy shit. So you picked them up at what, what age? Uh, right around 11, right yeah. in sixth grade, yeah. What made you pick up the drums? Was it like... Um, my dad had always wanted to play. Mm-hmm. He never actually did, but um, yeah, I think that that's really what it was. So your dad was musical. He, he like okay, so my my dad right butcher for thirty years. He was always he, he would use two butter knives and just like always. And he had a, he had a decent little rhythm thing going. Really? You know, so, but he said he always. I think his dad or one of his uncles or something was a drummer, mm-hmm. and he had always wanted to do it. So it's just like musical influence in the family, and you kind of pass down to you and just see your dad well and drums. Yeah, like nobody taught me. I just kind of like was like, yeah, that sounds cool. So um, at the time, like what were you listening to as a kid Like that eventually inspired you to become a drummer and pressure crack? At the time? Yeah, Backstreet Boy. Are you serious? <laughs> <Yeah. too? laughs> like, okay, my parents are like, okay, I do not come from a creative family at all. At all. Um, and it's it's baffling to even my parents to this day that like I am, am the way that I am, mm-hmm. you know? In terms of like liking art and you know things of that nature, no one in your family has that creative bone, or like no. I know where I get it from. I get it from my grandfather who was a carpenter. He could paint. My grandfather was also a carpenter. Maybe that's where you get yeah. it. From. Yeah, yeah. Are you left-handed or right-handed? Right-handed. I was about to say if you're left handed it makes sense, but uh, okay. Um, so maybe you get it from that side of the family. Yeah. Who knows? So he he um he was like when I said is like yeah I want to play drums. I don't even know. Oh, oh you know what it was actually, I think. So at the like I like I think it was fifth grade whatever yeah Backstreet Boys it's just, it was just whatever the hell was on the radio right wow. Atlantis Morissette I was listening to the fucking bare naked ladies you know anything on Kiss FM at that time because that's what I listened to on the on the way to way to school I know? thought you were saying something like yeah I was listening to like I'm trying to think of some hard but hard. but I'll never forget like I I think it was um I got the uh, the Offspring Americana mm-hmm. cassette and that was that was kind of like what set it off that like, kind of set me. it off yeah. Yeah. That album came out in right? 99, 98. Jesus. I was, I was in my twenties. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was. So I also lit the fuse. <laughs> I also lit the fuse for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I started, I, I was playing then. And then the, like the, the biggest thing was, um, I think seventh grade when I, when I first found out what Blink-182 was, so and that, that, that was the, the real big, like, that's what that point. is what really did it for me. And Travis Barker, of course. His style of drumming. Yeah, and just um, like that, like so. Picture going from a kid that was listening to like that kind of Kiss FM bullshit to like to, to, to these dudes who are hilarious, right? To a seventh grader, right? You know, and uh, and then obviously you know making making at the time what I thought was cool music. I still do, you know. So, um, so what age did you get your first kit? Your first room kit, sixth grade. 
you remember what, what was it like a it was some piece of shit kid. probably like <laughs> yeah. oh you know the thing too I didn't mention my, my aunt worked for Yamaha okay so that's how I got my first kid okay not bad hey, yeah, she not was like a for... sales manager or something like that for Yamaha not bad for your first yeah. kid at Yamaha oh no I still have it to this day really it's, it's a very expensive kid that's crazy I don't use it but it just sits there because I I, uh, I started disassembling it you mm-hmm. know to, to re to re like fix some things on it and then obviously one of the other projects got in the way so it's, it's uh, I still have it it's just taken apart what do you plan on now do you change out your kits for like certain sets or you no, things? I don't I, I have um, I have a DW kit now okay. that I plan on. that's pretty cool so 11 year old you're, you're 11 years old you start welding on the drums mm-hmm. just self-taught we listen to certain music I yeah punk, like you know pop punk mm-hmm. and um for the most part, yeah, self-taught. I did take lessons for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, here, funny tie-in. One of my drum instructors, he was a he was a streets Ghost Town Streets monster. What the fuck? Yeah, it was a super, well, that super random. How does that? Happen? Well, because I, I took lessons at Squid Music, and if anyone knows where that is, it's right off Beach Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he would he would um, he was a haunt monster. And I remember him like giving me lessons on Saturday mornings, just being fucked. Like he was just dead tired. And I remember so badly, like I wanted to ask him questions about that, <laughs> you know, like what about are the haunts? You 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 did a home haunt as a kid. Mm-hmm. You stopped. You start taking drum lessons at eleven. You know, x amount of years later, you end up in knots being a monster yourself. That is just yeah. Well, at that time, at that time, I was touring too. So it just so happened that I wasn't like that's why. Like I, I worked at knots two thousand six, mm-hmm. and then I didn't work again until two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. And then again, till 2011 was because Were you I touring with pressure cracks. Or no, it was with a different band, a different band that I will choose not to name. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask, never mind. <laughs> never mind. So you started welling the drums at 11. At what age did you realize like, Hey, this is something I'm really good at. I maybe want to like, I mean, I, I still don't think I'm good, man. Really? You don't, I mean, give yourself some credit. You're no, like, I, yeah. I mean, I, I know how to play. Okay. But I, my problem is, is I'm always comparing myself to, to what I know as, as, as good. Right, so you see me as someone that plays drums. You're like, yeah, you fucking, you're you're good. But to me, I see that guy that plays drums. I'm like, no, no, that that guy's fucking good. It's funny because the little snippet, the little minute snippet on, on Instagram that you posted, or the band posted, when I reposted, I'm watching. I'm like, I know that dude wailing on the drums. It was just weird. I'm watching. I'm like, I fucking know that guy. <laughs> yeah. I was just, it was like a kind of fangirl, but I guess I don't know. It was just a trip. But um, it, we're, I think we're our biggest critics about everything. Which is a good, it's a healthy thing. It is. It's, I mean, it's this strive to to want to be better, mm-hmm. and I, I wish I had time nowadays to to be better. How do you how do you juggle, you know, a full time job, you know, being being in a band that that's active that tours and plays gigs, and then being you know, you know, being a family man as well. How do you how do you do all that? I mean, just and then you're building a well. You stay up really late. Like what is it right now? Eleven forty-five. It's funny because you're like you're all yeah. I'm a night owl. I'm like and I'm like dude. Well, I, I have to be. Right. Like, you know, lately I've been going to bed like ten thirty. That's me lately, dude. It's like I'm up at five thirty. And the only thing that keeps me up is the outsider. I don't know if you've been watching that. You know what? I've been meaning to watch it. I haven't. haven't. Oh, dude, there's so many things I'm behind on TV. Yeah, I, I feel you. I just I'm just so behind. It's just like I have things on DVR recorded from like twenty. 17 probably and I haven't finished it's like anyways we'll, we'll stay on topic here. yeah yeah what <clears throat> so like what age did you realize uh, like, wait, hold on, hold on. You, uh, how do I juggle that was your question well that to you how do you juggle um I don't know dude it's fucking hard especially like during Halloween season like I because I, it's all me I'm the one that does everything 
you know? Yeah, man. And uh, it, it gets to be, and, and I just had a baby. I just had a, yeah, you I, had my, new- I had my second kid on uh, last last uh, March. So she's almost a year old. Jesus. Yeah, and uh, so, but just like, I can barely take care of myself. I'm a single dude. Well, not anymore. I do without kids. There you go. I, I stay up late. Basically, that's the answer to the question. That's that's insane, man. So go, so going back to your early ages of drumming, like at what age did you realize like? Hey, I might want to take this a little more serious, or hey, I'm improving, or I can actually jam with people, or I can actually do gigs. All of high school. What, what was you asking? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> like, what age? When, when, when like, did I? When did I realize that? Yeah, like your hey. Yeah, like all, all of high school. So like, like, like that was when like I started taking it seriously, and mm-hmm. um, I knew that it was something that I wanted to do. Um, the, the, the problem with me is like I, I didn't really like grow up mentally to like way later, so. I didn't do approach everything as if it was a profession, mm-hmm. right? So when I got out of high school, everything was party, party, party. Yes. And I, a lot of the times got in the way of, you know, actually tr- like working to make a career out of something, you know? So that's why, like, after my last band, I, I, I spent maybe like eight years not even playing. Really? Yeah. At all? Not even jamming? Not, no, no, we, we jammed and we, I've always been in a band, but the level of involvement of the band, you know, like, it, it, it has always varied. So I've never actually stopped playing drums, but I, like I'm not, I'm not touring, you know, for periods of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did it get, did it get to a certain point with the music? Like you realize, like what style? Well, I mean, I don't necessarily think drumming would be like categorized a certain style. Like, like what type of band you can see yourself playing with? Like more of like a punk band, like a hardcore band, or like a metal band? Like- I, I love playing the music that I play now because mm-hmm. it's challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, it's challenging to write and it's challenging to play. Um, but I don't, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really listen to hardcore music. Really? Cause yeah, I, no. I mean, so, so, yeah, I do. I, I just like, like, I like aggressive music. Right. But I also like melodies. I mean, like, I don't listen to like death metal, like blast beats and mm-hmm. screaming. Like, there's got to be, there's got to be something. Something to, in there? Yeah, there's going to be something in there, like a little extra for me. I was listening to a little mashup uh, of music um, of the albums. And I think, um, being, of mine? Yeah. Yeah. I think Being Wolf's my favorite. But it, it reminded me of like, You'd go to these punk shows. I haven't gone to shows in a year. And you had like the hardcore kids there and they totally would mosh different. They were just like, they'd come in and take over like the yeah, shows yeah. and they'd clash with everyone else. That's what it reminded me of. The, la- the last show we had, our singer got in a fight. <laughs> really? Yeah. Where was this? Uh, well, it's a long story. One of his, uh, one of his friends got punched. Okay. And he decided, Back to the hard, you know, hardcore kids the hardcore. being hardcore Yeah, kids. the hardcore kids are flailing their arms and like bumping into each other. Like, you know, I would go like these, you know. I, I mean, I, I used to do that when I was in high school. I'm, I'm Mr. Stan in the back now because I'm not a tough guy. So I'm the dude. I'm the dude that pays extra to like to have like the VIP. Stuff. I just did that for Chain Fest. I don't know if you heard of that Chain Fest. Was it's at the it's at the what is formerly the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater. That's what they call it. Now? They call it uh, Five Points. Oh, the Five Points. I knew yeah. that. Is but, it new? Well, I Veri- they just changed the name. Verizon. They tore it down and they built condominiums there. So what they did, they built Five Points on the other side of the freeway. So they literally for t- real? Yes. Because so I had heard, last night I heard that I heard that they wanted to build a condo. They did. Okay. So Five Points is a new venue, but I heard it's pretty cool. It's like outdoors. Seats. I gotta check that. That's news to me. Or like it's maybe that, that was three thousand people. Two tickets was two hundred fifty bucks. Oh shit! Jesus. Or no, sorry, each. So okay. I paid five hundred for two tickets. Jesus, man. I, I was complaining about spending thirty-five. I just bought tickets to see face to face at. Uh, yeah, I saw that. They're gonna play at um, Alex's Bar in Long Beach. That's rad. I'm like, 35 bucks each? I was complaining about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never go to shows. Right. Uh, unless it is like the lineup that, you know, that, that 
that is on that the the chain fest. I used to go to like that's all I did forever. Was and I paid for VIP. Okay, like, I'm, I'm not already good. I'm not fucking. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I'm no not. <laughs> also, dude, you know, shirtless in the pit with like smashing heads or like gorilla pressing dudes like Ultimate Warrior and throwing them. Yeah, and um, I, I can picture. <laughs> I just I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not as big as you. <laughs> I'm just now I'm like, I'll hang out in the back. And like there's seating where it has like food service. It's like at, like at the observatory or the House of Blues or whatever. Uh, you, were, you were asking about drumming style. Yeah. Like what would you like, w- at what point do you realize like, this is kind of the style I want to, I want to play. This is more of like. the th- Like I listen to, like I've always said, if it sounds good, I'm going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so I think listening to as many different styles as I do, it's you can kind of a jack of all trades, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to much aggressive music. If I had to compare what I like out of aggressive music, there's this band called Every Time I Die, which is probably my favorite hardcore band yeah, of yeah, all yeah. time. Yeah, I've heard of them. And um, you, you can hear a lot of that okay. in, in our music, yeah. So uh, I, I hate to categorize music. Like I hate to put like a, you know, like a title on it. What is Pressure Grace? Yes. Hardcore punk. I figure it out. Yeah. I dig it. Those are some little melodic, like, you know, vibes. Yeah. Too. yeah. I, I Which, that. Like, like I, I love that shit. Yeah. Little, yeah there's double, not there's not too much of that on, on the new stuff. The new stuff's just more straightforward. Mm-hmm. Heavy, but. I dig it. Little double bass in there? Did I hear double bass when you were I, on the kick drum, was it? Yeah. I mean, like, it's more accent. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not as good as I, I once was with that. <laughs> Plus, like, most of the breakdowns that are just, like, all double bass, like, I don't know. Like, there's bands that do them well, and mm-hmm. then, I, I don't know. I just feel like, when it, when it comes to like when we're writing, mm-hmm. it never fits, mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't I don't know the, the one of the original or the original drummer for every time I die he never used a double kick really yeah and he he did everything single pedal I have a double kick I just don't you don't do you just use the I don't match pedal. chugs I mean some, sometimes I do mm-hmm. what kind of symbols do you use pasty okay not the nipple kind. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a brand pasty specifically I love their uh, 2002 series okay what gauge sticks are you using on your, on your kit 5A man you did your homework didn't you I, 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 have a little, <laughs> I know a little bit I know a little bit I have some buddies uh, I, 5A they're, they're very thin because I like I you know I was gonna say I was gonna ask you some, some other stuff but yeah. no, no I have a couple of buddies that played no, my one buddy he was just super talented and he a guitar player left handed guitar player you know, finishing everything from Hendrix to like Joe Saturani to like Steve Vai to like uh, uh, fuck Jimmy Page to like um, guys I never fucking heard of and just just raw talent. And then if he just took it ten percent more serious, he was that stoner that would play for yeah, himself. I have so many friends, and like he, he was that guy. Would just, he would sit there and just you know play with his eyes closed. I always played on on uh, Stratocasters. Uh, and he's all, he's got to be American made. That's what was his thing. And um, acoustics, he would play on, um, I don't remember. But he was just that guy who was like raw talent. Just raw talent. And yeah. my buddy was a drummer. My other buddy was a bassist. But the one that was the guitar player just, now the guy's like a millionaire. He's like, he's involved in com- computer industry or whatever. But he just was that dude to play for himself. He would just jam for himself and he played for maybe a gig or two for fun. And, and there, everyone's like, "Oh my god, you're so talented! Why'd you just take it more serious?" He's like, "No, I do it for me. It's just an hobby." Yeah, um, which we all need. What you were gonna say? I don't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I was like, so to, to answer your question, yeah, I know a little bit about music. Like my, my buddy played on a what kind of set did he play on? I'm trying to what kind of kit did he had? But he used to um, get pasties, and I forget what gauge sticks he used. And um, 
He was like, I have, well, I, have, I, have, I have one Zildjian. Okay. He had a couple Zildjians. I think his splash was a Zildjian, I think. I use it the Oriental Trash China. Okay. For, for the, uh, the, he- <laughs> the heaviness on the breakdowns. So you got, so you considered, um, well, it is, I'm going to say, Russian Crags is a hardcore punk thing. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of cool. I, I dig it. I totally dig it. Like I was, like I said, I got a super aggressive in the gym today. Uh, a couple of meatheads. I want to, I was just in a bad mood all day today. <laughs> I'm listening, I'm listening to the music on my earbuds at work and people are pissing me off. I'm like, I had a vision, I had, had visions of myself, like throwing people through windows and just like, maybe I should. That's great. That, and that's, that is what we're going through. <laughs> exactly. I had, a, it was been a very long week and I have a super corporate day job on some days. I'm just like, why do I do this? I'm like, because I need a paycheck. I feel you there. So yeah, I was, I'm digging the music, man. I was like, um, I want to see you guys play live. I know you guys played recently here in Fullerton. Yeah, we played at this little skate shop in Fullerton. It was rad. I, I keep missing. It's like it was sold out. It was cool. So when's the next gig? We don't have any right now. Um, so I should have gone to the last. One. Yeah, you did. <laughs> we, we just played L.A. and that was insane. That was cool. That was mm-hmm. the one where the singer got. Played. Okay, they got in the fight. Yeah. So no, it was cool. He, he got in a fight like at the last song, so it kind of just worked. So out. You guys finished the set. And yeah. Oh yeah, we set. finished the set. <laughs> But he ran on stage. Everyone thought that we had more songs. No, that, that was it. That was it. Yeah, it was perfect timing. That was like there was a graphic behind you, like uh, up on um, the skull. Yeah, that, I'm I'm assuming you did that. No, I can't draw for okay, shit. Okay, I thought, I thought you. I did. can design, but I can't draw. I can't draw for <laughs> shit. <laughs> How long have you guys have been in band? Uh, since 2017. Okay, team from 2017, and you've known these guys for how long? I've known Dan, our, our, our two guitarists, and our bassist since high school. Oh wow! Yeah, they were. Yeah, and, and you said we. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, we we've been in previous bands and stuff together before. So you guys have just been different bands. You guys have known each other for a while, obviously. Yeah, we didn't like really expect this band to to kind of be what it is. I wish I could play the fucking music so people could hear it on the goddamn podcast. I'll put the link so you can hear the music. Wrote copyright infringement. I can't. It's like you know, <laughs> but um, I'll put the links where they can find your music. Your your um your link to your whole house haunt and what everything else. Um, one of the band members you said, and I forget which one, um, did all the audio. He just, he did, he's involved in audio. Some of the haunt industry. Yeah. Our, uh, guitarist Dan. And well, which, which haunts did he work on with? You don't he, mind saying? No, I, I, I think I can say that. Okay. He's yeah. not going to care. He, he, uh, he does the, uh, a lot of the sound design and audio for um, for knots. Okay, I'd, I'd say probably ninety percent of it. He did all of the sound design and audio for the Hayride uh, last year, two thousand nineteen. So is he actually like wiring up the speakers? Or is he doing? Oh no, he's like like when you walk into a maze, like what, what you hear. So is he lean, is he doing the score, like the music? Basically, or? yeah. Really? So he's putting the music, like the environmental sounds. Yeah. Okay, that is a fucking. That's so fucking. I wish I could do that shit. I need to. <laughs> he's, he, he's in the hot community. He, he he found one of those jobs that actually fucking pays him. Right. Where you know, not me. No, not so much. <laughs> you know. But that's that's not his only job. But, but he does that. Obviously, yeah, he does that. Obviously. He's also one of the ones that doesn't have kids. So you know, lucky, he has that time. Lucky motherfucker. What's funny is I just get for everyone listening. I, I love my kids. Okay. <laughs> I don't want anyone here to get get the feeling that I don't. Speaking of haunts, um, someone forwarded me a picture. Um, somebody was at a Nosberry Farm for there's there's the people they get the early access to the Boysenberry Festival whatever they call it and someone took a picture they're already building for, like the skeletons for some of the facades for the mazes really? yeah it was like just like well it's a year round thing I know that it, it, it's it's barely March 7th I know 
They make, just, a, they make a lot of money off yeah, that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, would, I would love to be in that build team. It's like, you know, if I could go back and, and, and be like, you know what? Like, I would, I would, that, that's the thing, too. Like, I, I would never go back to scaring. No. I, I would want to um, something creative or even, yeah, build. You know? build. Just mainly because I, I know I can learn a mm. shit ton. Right. You know, way more than I you know know now, which right. is very minimal. I should have I should have done it twenty years, twenty something years ago. So, anyways, so um, uh, meaning behind the name of the band, just something you guys. Uh, our our bassist Ryan, he's had that name like forever, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, dude, that's a fucking rad name because Pressure Crags like it's from skateboarding. Okay, you, when when you get when you skateboard a lot on your your uh, your deck, you will get cracks. Okay, are you familiar with that? Well, do I look like a skater the way I'm? <laughs> You look like you could be. No, I mean, no, 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 at one no, point, no, right? Not at all. I, I was a big kid my entire life. Okay. Or so anyways, you, you know what the trucks are. The yeah. Skateboard, right? So, so where it's connected on the skateboard, you can get cracks there. Okay. And they're called pressure cracks. And um, and so he's had that. I'm like, that's fucking rad. And I'm so surprised nobody has taken that. No one's ever used that. Yeah, name. no one ever used it. So there was one artist that had a song called that. But um, now, luckily, we're when you search that on Google, we're ahead of that guy. So yeah, mission that. accomplished there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he's had that forever. And uh, uh, we were just started jamming the band. We hadn't even really had a singer at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, we should use that. And everyone was like, yeah, cool. I found the music on YouTube music, uh, Google play music, Amazon prime music, on Spotify, Spotify. It's on everything. It's pretty much on every yeah. platform. Yeah. And he, um, most, most memorable tour or gig that he played recently. Probably that that skate shop before tomorrow. Fuck! How did I miss that? It's right here. I mean, I would have got you in, but it, but it was it I, was fucking. I think crazy. I asked you. You're like that was last weekend, dude. I'm like son of a yeah. No, cause you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like so packed, and like I, I still get nervous, like you know. So I, I hate inviting people because it's like yeah yeah come down. I, I'm not gonna talk to you because I'm, I'm getting ready like mentally and physically. I get it. Um, but because. Uh, I, my friend uh, Eli came and I, I felt it bad because I didn't even talk to him. At mm-hmm. all. I get it. It's <laughs> like you, you get in that zone where like, there's tons of people you got to talk to. It's like I, I totally get it, dude. Yeah, you know, you don't put you on the spot for that. No, I mean, like obviously, I'm gonna say hi. You okay, know? Hey, what's up? But I gotta go do my job. Yeah, it. well, for like like an hour or an hour and a half before, you know. I get it, man. So what's uh, what's the future of the band? Like um, as far as we're, like, we're like, I mean, everyone in the band is has a full time job. Mm-hmm. Just like. Only one person in the band does not have kids. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the band, actually now, well, within the next couple of months, we'll have multiple kids. Mm-hmm. So um, touring is like, you know, we, we don't, we're, we're not really. Touring band. Yeah. Our singer, on the other hand, he's, he's in a much bigger band and he tours nonstop. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that is his job. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're basically subject to his availability. Which is cool. That's all. That's all we need to be. You know, we yeah, we, we started this band just to just to have fun and play the occasional show. That's the coolest thing. When you when you have passion for something like that, it just it, it doesn't feel like work sometimes. Yeah, it is. It does feel like work when there's band practice. You're gonna do games yeah, it's it's lately it's it's uh, it's felt a little bit like work. But I mean, like it's that's cool. That's cool. The hard work pays off sometimes. You know. Oh yeah, I, I mean, like definitely. Like I just like doing shit. Like what what else would I be doing? Sitting at home watching TV. Yeah, exactly. Man. I mean, it does suck when you're unloading a drum set at 1.30 a.m. and you got to be up in four hours, you know. But I mean, it's you know, it's again, we pay. I don't know how you do you do the 
band, the haunt, and then a day job, and then you're a family man with a newborn, and, and, and it's just no. She's she's almost she's walking now. No, she's walking. Yeah, you're, you're chasing. So you're chasing her around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's great. I saw the video you posted. It was a spaghetti dinner. Oh yeah, dude. My my wife insists on letting her just eat. Eat. Like no bib, just just you know take the shirt off and just. I like, saw that. It was still just everywhere. I was like, yeah, someone's got to clean that up eventually. So I was like, At me every night. <laughs> it took me so long to get over here tonight. So, um, what's the future of a whole house? Well, we're gonna do Midsummer Scream. Okay. It should be rad. I, I don't know. Like, like it's just me, right? So, I mean, I, I, I have so many goddamn ideas, right? And totally like, just the ju- and I have the. I mean, I you, you've seen my my flats and everything mm-hmm. that I built, and I mean, I and I have the space at my house where I could do you know a. a 10 minute walkthrough probably you have a lot of space there i know and, and but i just i don't i don't have the help and i don't even know that i'd want to do that you know it's just so much with all the other things that i have going on it's just like like the investment of time to, to get all that done what it would require you know i mean i got i'm not short on ideas that's for sure so I think they run in my head all day too I'm gonna I, I that facade we'll, we'll we'll use this year make some improvements to it mm-hmm. um, I don't think I'm gonna do the walkthrough okay. again this year but mm-hmm. I, I I do want to do something that you can experience mm-hmm. more than just standing out in front and like looking at it I'm not quite sure what that is yet you want people to be immersed I get it I told I, I totally get it like I remember the escape, uh, not escapers, but the skeleton key rooms. These yeah. two at knots, yeah, something awesome. like that. Something I, like I, that. I would like to do something interactive. Something I don't need actor to rely on actors. I don't want to do that <clears throat> anymore. Like with one or two, mm-hmm. you know, not too many. Yeah, I get it. I always ask my guests uh, a question, and it's if you could go back in time, or if I could time, you know, I had a time machine here, or a portal opened up, and you could go jam with any band, or you could, you know, learn from a certain drummer or just go back in any era and um, who would it be with or whatever and why? I actually just, I just thought of it. I'd probably jam with the, the Almond Brothers. Really? Yeah, dude. Because <laughs> they fucking jam, man. Uh, right. You get lost in that, man. That's pretty cool. Why the Almond Brothers? Because they, they inspired you when you were a kid or something? No, it's like, just like, like, I mean, I like, I, I love jam bands. You okay. know, like, a uh, big fan of the Mars Volta and just, like just getting lost, right? Okay. I used to smoke a lot of weed. I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but uh, um, they like they're just great. It's like bluesy. It's, it's bluesy. Yeah, I could I could I could jam on that forever. It's like freedom rock, like from the 70s, <laughs> 60s, yeah, exactly. 70s. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, lately, let's see. I don't know about back in time. I've been listening to this band called Carpenter Brute. Never a lot. Never heard. Of you would fucking love it. I'm gonna have to remember that. It is like uh, it's synth. But they, they, uh, they like live. They have act like guitarists and then drummer. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's electro music, mm-hmm. and it is. But they, but they, they, they jam too, dude. They're they're rad. It sounds out. like a straight movie soundtrack. I'm gonna check out these bands. That's pretty cool, dude. And then my favorite band of all time is Jimmy Eat World. Okay. So I'd, I, I would, I would jam love, with them. I That's cool, dude. Hey, man. That is my favorite band of all time. And then now uh, you're in a hardcore punk. There, right? Right? See, see, the, see the hypocrisy here? That's funny. They're headlining that chain fest, I was saying. That's why. I That's where you're going? Yeah. Right on. Man. That's good, man. I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, yeah, I think we've been talking for we're like talking four hours. We've been talking forever. I just want to, again, thank you for letting me bring your facade down, Twisted Christmas. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast. And uh, 
You've been a good friend too as well. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to missing the screen and obviously I'm gonna get involved not yeah. only building but probably playing a character. It's just, it's a trip. We started talking about it back in January and now it's March, so I know. And i am just I have to For, <laughs> I gotta get going. You gotta yeah, get going. Yeah. Me too, man. I gotta I gotta I gotta talk to some people. But uh I think that's it. We're gonna wrap it up and call it a night. It's already midnight, you know. But um yeah, man, thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Cool, cool. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, again, we're here with Bill Gavin from The Whole House Haunt and drummer from Pressure Cracks. Um, stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks, guys. You've once again barely escaped the clutches of the Creepcast with Rick Creeper. Next time, you may not be so lucky. To find out more about the Creepcast and Rick Creeper, follow Rick on Instagram at rickcreeper11. Until next time, be sure to keep that lantern light burning. You never know 